our screens. There they are. We praise you, Lord. We thank you. There is none like you. Amen. There is none like you. Praise you, Lord. Ah, we come to you tonight and we just ask you, Lord, stir up your word within us, Lord. Make your word alive for us. Yep. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Tonight's message is called Rhema from Heaven. Rhema from Heaven. Most of us, most of you are, are probably familiar with the word Rhema, but you're more familiar with the word Logos. So we're going to talk a little bit about both of those words. You know, most of you know me well enough to know that I like to come with some kind of power from the Holy Spirit when I'm speaking to you, but I'm also very much a teacher. And so it's almost always that when I'm preparing messages to come up here, the Lord will stir in my spirit or in my heart to bring something out that's going to be a little bit of teaching in there as well. Because there are people who don't, who haven't really been taught that way. Some people who become believers, they haven't been believers for very long. And some of them, even if they have been, they weren't taught certain things, like certain Greek words. Rhema is a Greek word. And so, but we'll start with logos. And logos is also a Greek word, but it means word. Okay, just, Logos just simply means word. But in Christianity, it is the entire counsel, the entire word of God. Amen. So when we say Logos, we mean the whole Bible. We mean every word that has come from our Lord. The entire counsel. The scriptures are then, the Bible is the Logos for us. The written word, any of the written word of God is logos. Logos is sometimes also translated, there's someone here who loves to give those, testimony. So the word logos is often translated as a testimony. The Bible actually, if you think about it, is God's testimony. It's his testimony to us. And through the logos, we can learn the logos of God, the entire plan of God for mankind. Amen. We're told in John chapter 1 that Jesus is the Logos of God. Jesus, our Jesus, the Word made flesh. He's the pre-existent one, the participant in all that is created. He is incarnate on our behalf. He came in, in, in his pre, but he's the pre-existent one. And Jesus Christ is full of God's word. He's the very full expression of God's word that was made flesh. Amen. That's who Jesus Christ is. He was made flesh and he dwelt among us. When I say the full expression, we really need to uh, think about that because he is the full expression of the word of God. So if we know Jesus, we know the heart of God. We know the will of God. We know the plan of God because he gave it to us. 
So as we soak that in as believers, you and I, we're the body of Christ. We've been told we're the body of Jesus Christ. So we are also meant to express him, which means we're meant to express the word in everything that we do. Amen. Now we'll look at rhema. Rhema in the Greek word simply means the spoken word in Greek. The spoken word. That's a very plain definition. It's very bland. Oh, rhema, the spoken word. But in, in our faith, in our life with Christ, we don't, we don't think of rhema as being plain, of being bland, because guess what? Rhema is not plain. Rhema is anything but bland. When rhema is put into the definition in the hands of God Almighty, it is the plan. It is the word of God made manifest in this world by the Holy Spirit spoken forth from guess where? The Logos. So the rhema word of God comes forth out of the Logos as the spoken word. But you know what it really is? It's that revelation that God will give to you when you're reading the word, when you're hearing the word, when you're praying. The rhema word of God takes from the logos and manifests it as a revelation in your mind and in your heart so that you become inspired by the, by the Holy Spirit and the word is birthed out of your spirit to become something that you're supposed to accomplish or do. It will always, always, always agree with the Logos. The rhema word of God will never vary or stray from the entire counsel, the entire word of God. And it will always, always, always be given to you in context, meaning that it's not just going to be some scripture pulled out that doesn't fit with where that scripture came from in the Logos. It will always be given to us in context. And the rhema word of God will agree with God who is and will never contradict anything in the Bible. He is the rhema. Rhema words, then, are specific words that are spoken into our spirits. Why? Why? In order to wake us up, in order to direct our steps, in order to enlighten us. I hope you're following this. Because the rhema word is that aha. When you're reading the word, it's like, oh, aha. Or someone says something to you and you're like, oh, eureka. Now I get it. Now it makes sense to me. The spoken word, also the rhema word, that's Still small voice that comes to you from, in, from your spirit that's been planted there by the Holy Spirit of God. The voice of God coming up and welling up within you, giving you direction, confidence, assurance, hope. That's what the rhema word of God does. The rhema word of God is what the Psalm 119.105 called a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. 
when the rhema word of God comes to you, the rhema word brings with it light from the heavens, light to guide you and lead you on your way. What can rhema produce? Rhema can produce divinely inspired impressions on your soul. The kind of impressions on your soul, like when you realize that Jesus Christ is Messiah, the Son of God, and that he came into this world to save you, you, that kind of an impression on your soul, the kind of impression that can change your life forever. Big moments, but also sometimes small moments. Rhema can produce a flash of thought in your mind, a creative idea that you know, you just know, that idea came to you from God. Rhema is the word quickened. It is the logos, the word quickened to produce a result to the hearer. Does it always produce a result? No, because sometimes people are doing this. But if we have our ears open and if we're listening and we're trying to receive from the Holy Spirit of God, rhema will produce life in us. It will quicken us. A rhema word is filled with spirit and life. Hearing a passage of scripture, I think I went one too too many. Hearing a passage of scripture comes alive within you. It's going to be exactly what you needed to hear in that situation you're in. And I know that that has happened to probably everyone here, where you have had something going on in your life and you're a little desperate about it, and you're praying or you're reading your word, you're meditating on the word, you're doing your devotion, whatever it is you're doing, and then the word of God, something jumps off of that page and comes to life for you. It has happened to you. If you're seeking the face of God, if you're seeking to know him more and to do his will, it has happened to you probably more than once where the word of God has done that for you. It might be a specific word that God's giving you, a word that's just for you, because he loves us that much. Or it might be a word that he's given you to share with others. And that's when it's really beautiful and when it's important that we learn to be obedient. You might receive the word just as you're discussing scripture with someone, as you're praying, or from someone who's praying for you, you might receive a rhema word. Perhaps as you hear a sermon, or maybe when you're sitting in a Bible study, the rhema word is a spiritual seed, a spiritual seed that will produce in us and release in us faith and life and power when we receive it. Okay, so there's my arrows now. There are two Greek words that we're talking about here, logos and rhema. Through the logos, we know who God is. We know God's past, who he is in the present, and we know his eternal plan for mankind. But the rhema, the rhema is the now word of God. Right now, right here, right at this moment, right where you're sitting, right where you're reading or looking or doing, whatever it is, 
It is the right now word of God. It's a call to action for every believer through which God will speak to us personally and give us direction. Have you ever had a time when you're praying about something, maybe you're struggling with something, and just suddenly it was like a light bulb went off. A light bulb was turned on and then everything started to become very clear, very clear. That's what Rama is like. The words can, will just fly off of the paper and it'll strike a chord with you. Someone will speak and something that they say will just jump out at you. You'll pray. And a rhema word will come to you from the Spirit. And you just know at that moment that God is hearing you, he is with you, he knows you, and he is moving on your behalf. It's amazing when God touches us that way. He enlightens us, and he wants to empower us to live this life, because this is a world that it's not that easy to live a powerful, godly, Christian life in these days. But he wants us to know he's for us, he's with us, and he's got us. That's a rainbow word. I want you to know that in Ephesians 6, when Paul describes the armor of God, the sword of the Spirit is the rhema word of God. That's the word, the rhema is what's used when it says word there, rhema. The sword of the Spirit is the rhema word of God. The sword of the Spirit is the weapon that wields rhema. When you're using that sword, it is rhema that you are using, the rhema word of God. The perfect scripture, the perfect truth from God that is needed at that moment, that is going to destroy every thought, every feeling, every other word that comes against God and God's plan for you. That's the rhema word. In the sword of the spirit. Ephesians 6.17 says, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the rhema of God, that will cast down every imagination and send every demon to flight. Do we like that? Yeah. That's what the rhema word of God will do. Jesus began his earthly ministry by showing us how to use the rhema sword of the spirit. When Satan came to tempt him in the wilderness, after he had already been fasting for 40 days, right? Right there, most of us know that. Matthew 4, 1 through 4 says, Then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, 
tell these stones to become bread. I see it this way. Satan said, you're hungry. Don't continue like a common man. Don't do it. Use the power that you have. Use your power for your own gain. You're hungry. Turn these stones over here into bread. You could do that. Turn them into bread and you could eat. When that failed, Satan continued to try to use the very word of God, right? He tried to use the very word of God to cast fiery darts of temptation at Jesus. You don't have to wait and go through trials and sufferings. You don't have to do that. Take the kingdom now. I'll give it to you. Prove that you're the son of God. Throw yourself down. <laughs> Angels will protect you. But in verse 4 of Matthew 4, Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every rhema that comes from the mouth of God. Do you hear here that the rhema he used the word rhema, every rhema that comes from the mouth of God. In your moment of need, God will give you rhema because you have his word in your heart. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank Jesus compared rhema with bread, or actually bread with rhema. And if I want you to get this too because, you know, he does so many things in his word for us. The continue, bread is what? The continual sustenance, the daily need of man, bread. We need, what well, we call it, we need bread. Every day we need to eat. And we look at the scriptures and it talks about our daily bread. So, but rhema is the word used there for what we're to live on. So just as our flesh needs food, our souls need the Logos, the whole counsel of God. And our spirits need to be daily illuminated by the rhema from God. Daily illuminated. We sojourn through this life. That's what we're called, sojourners. But if we're armed with the word, the Logos, and the rhema, the spoken word, the aha, give it to me right now, I need it, Lord. Word of God, we're able to cast down every imagination, anything and everything, and we can send demons to flight. That's what this told us. So Jesus, the Word, he's the one who's going to get us through. He will give us victory. In every instance, if you look at that scripture, Satan sought to use the word of God as a weapon against Jesus. Every fiery dart. Our Lord Jesus, even in his weakened state, he was very weak, 40 days. He was walking in the flesh. 
Even in his weakened state, he was able to return blows with the sword of the spirit until what happened? He was able to return those blows with the rhema word from the sword of the spirit until Satan gave up and he retreated. And he retreated. He would come again. But there was a reprieve. This battle was won. Jesus stood his ground and just as he stood his ground, he tells us, follow my example. This is what you're to do and you will stand your ground when the enemy comes to try to attack you or even when your own thoughts try to come to attack you, when your own emotions well up with inside of you and try to defeat you and attack you. Stand your ground, follow his example, use his word. He'll give you rhema. He says we're able to do it, and Paul tells us why we need the full armor of God. We're given the visual when we think about the armor of God, and I know everybody knows about put on the whole armor of God. We're given that visual of armor to help us see who we are in Christ. That's why he gives us that visual. He, he gives us visual, visuals of bread being made from stone. He gives us the visual of the armor. Ephesians 6.10 says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against... Wow. There it is. Against the devil's schemes. So you see, we're told right there that the devil's a schemer. Be aware of that. Be always alert because the devil's a schemer. But as always, our Lord does not leave us powerless. On the contrary, we are clothed. Do you see that image? We are clothed in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He is really your armor. He's the one who's your armor. We stand, as it were, in the armor of his salvation speaking the truth of his word. Being called the righteousness of God in him. Carrying his peace with us and standing in the faith that we have in him. Our faith is in him. Our faith is in him and he is the word. The good news Put on the full armor of God, we're told. Put on Christ. I hope you're following that. Our Lord Jesus countered every attack of Satan in Matthew 4 by speaking the word of God. It is written. It is written. It is written. That's what he said. It is written. It is written. It is written. And because he had the word of God, the rhema word of God, it came up from within him out of the logos, and he was able to speak exactly what was needed at that moment. He showed us how to wield the sword of the spirit ourselves. The rhema word was spoken clearly by him, vividly. There was no mistaking the authority behind the word. And guess who our authority behind the word is when we speak it? 
Jesus, Jesus is our authority. He's the authority when we speak the word of God. The enemy's not looking at you. That's why the enemy can say, well, I don't know who you are, but I know this one over here. You're putting on Jesus. You're speaking him. And there's authority in that. That's the authority that we have. It's so important for us to study the scriptures, and most everyone here, I know, well, everyone here tonight, you do know the importance of studying the scriptures. To put that seed of the word in your heart, it's so important. Read the word. Listen to the word. How often? Every day we need to do it. Every day. Just like we need to eat, we need to bring the word of God into our hearts and into our minds and into our spirits. Fill yourself with it. You'll be able to draw upon the word of God then when troubles come, when wrong thoughts come, when the enemy tempts you. Meditate on the word. Memorize it. Memorize the word of God. In times of need, the Holy Spirit will come and he will stir up the rhema of God within you. The rhema word will release from your spirit to renew your mind. To renew your mind. Speak it out. There's nothing like the spoken word, you know, and the power of your tongue is life and death. How about we use it by putting out the word of God? Speak out the word of God. Let that rhema word come forth from you like a sharp sword that's going to come against anything seeking to shake you. Paul said that when we have done all, we are to stand. To me, I always think of a strong tree, tall and strong and large around its roots just go down deep, 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 so deep that that tree cannot be shaken by anything. Nothing's going to topple it. That's what I think of when I think about it. The storm will come and that tree's going to stand. Sure, it might lose a, a branch here or a branch there or a few leaves or all of its leaves, but it will stand. That tree will stand. So speak the word. Speak the word because the word of God is infallible. If you believe that, we believe that. The word of God is truth. And speak it. It's infallible. Our victory collectively and individually is in the word. It's in the word. Rhema. That word rhema is used over 70 times in the New Testament. So I'm going to give you a few examples. If you remember, most many of these things that we're going to speak, they were, they were prophesied. But I, in Isaiah 7, 14, the prophecy came, Behold, a virgin who will conceive and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. Isaiah spoke that prophecy. And it was fulfilled in Luke 1 when Mary was given what kind of a word? The word there used is rhema. Mary was given a rhema word that she would be with child by the Holy Spirit. Amen. A rhema word came announcing Jesus' birth in Luke 2. When shepherds were spoken to by angels, that spoken word, and told rhema to go and see the child. It was a rhema word from Jesus in Luke 5. Let down your net. We all know that one. Let down your net. And Peter let the fishing net down one more time. And they took such a catch that the nets were breaking. Rhema. 
Jesus spoke a rhema word at that moment, a call to action. I know you're feeling defeated. I know you're overtired. I know you're exhausted. I know you're giving up. But throw your net one more time. That was rhema. And their defeat turned to victory. Their sorrow, their sadness, their downheartedness turned to joy. Turned to joy in the Lord. Turned to elation as they had this huge catch. Right? A rainbow word was also given to the women who went to the tomb in Luke 24. Men whose clothes gleamed like lightning, it says, told them, he is not here, he is risen. Wow, what a rhema word that was. He is not here, he is risen. Every rhema word coming from the mouth should be confirmed by the logos, as these were the words of God. Many believed and they saw victory in their lives. If you look at just those scriptures, Mary believed, the shepherds believed, Peter believed, and the women who had gone to the tomb believed. Jesus said in John 6, 63, the spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words that I have spoken to you, the rhema I have spoken to you, they are full of spirit and life. So I suggest as you're studying your word, find these moments where rhema is used. It might surprise you. Jesus said, the rhema I have spoken to you are full of spirit and of life. Hear Jesus. Hear him. His words are always full of spirit and life to us. The word of God, it's alive. We know that. We've quoted it. It's powerful. It's sharper than that two-edged sword, discerning our thoughts and our hearts. That's from Hebrews 4.12. Rhema words are full of power to fulfill the will of God. See, he doesn't just give us this for our own pleasure, although he loves us and he, he wants us whole. He wants us whole because he wants us to be able to fulfill his will in our lives. That's always what he wants because your life is supposed to touch your life and your life is supposed to touch your life and your life is supposed to touch your life and we are to touch one another's lives and we're going to do that best when we are whole and he wants us whole. He wants us victorious. He wants us walking in his power. John 6, 68 in John 66, 68, Simon Peter answered Jesus this way. Uh, and this was in following some rhema words that can be hard to hear. So first I'll tell you that. Because not every rhema word is like a delight. A rhema word could be a warning. But 
Jesus, there was some rhema words that some of the people found hard to hear from Jesus' mouth. And there was a time when some departed from him. He had a lot of people following, a lot of disciples following him. Not his 12, but more than that. And they departed from Jesus because his words were hard for them. And Jesus asked those who remained, will you too leave? And in 6, John 6, 68, Simon Peter answered Jesus, Lord, to whom will we go? You have the words of eternal life. You have the rhema of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. Jesus has the rhema of eternal life. The words of eternal life that were quickened in us will be quickened in others also when we speak it to them. And who gives the rhema words? In John 7, 38 through 9, Jesus said, Let anyone, who? Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever, who? Whoever believes in me, as the scriptures have said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given, since Jesus had not yet been glorified. We can say Jesus has been glorified. How blessed are we, how blessed are we, that the Holy Spirit of the living God is with us, and not just with us, he's in us. Jesus, the Holy One of God, given us the rhema words of eternal life and has sacrificed himself and we have because of that been gifted with the very presence of god the very presence of the holy spirit living within us speaking to us dwelling with us coming upon us by his sacrifice we are blessed there's been many messages right from up here on this platform preached recently. Messages spoken. They've been about faith, about obedience, about making sure that Christ, the Word of God made flesh, is our sure foundation. Take into your heart the full counsel, the full logos of God, so that when you need a rhema word to speak to others, or perhaps that rhema word even for yourself, it will be there. It will be there, ready to bubble up, ready to pour out like those rivers of living water. We need to read it, we need to hear it, we need to speak it. Above all, Huh, something we've been talking about more lately. We need to do it. We need to do it. We need to do it. Peter reminds us in 2 Peter 3, 2 through 4. He says, I want you to recall the words 
the rhema. I want you to recall the rhema spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Savior through your apostles. Above all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, where is this coming he promised? Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. Do we hear that today? Scoffers have come. It's true. We're seeing it all around us. There's always been scoffers, but we're definitely seeing a stand against the Lord these days. Voices rising against God's truth are becoming bolder and louder. And so guess what? Because of that, it's time for us. It's time for us to lift a standard, a flag, a banner to go before us. It's time for us to do that and let that banner, that standard go before us. Be proud of who you are, who you have become, and who you are still becoming in Christ. Amen. Our standard is his word. That should go before us into every situation, into every battle, into everything we do in this life. Our standard is his word. So let it go before you. Let others hear it. Measure everything you see and do by the word. Our, whole, our Holy Father God, what did he do? He assured us back in Isaiah 55, 11, he said, my word that goes forth out from my mouth will not return empty. Yeah. Do we believe that? He said, but it will accomplish what I desire, and it will achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Do we believe it? Amen. If we believe it, then we need to be spiritually minded. We need to be thoughtful of the word, be controlled by the spirit of God, setting our mind, what does he say, on things above, on things that please God, and he, God, will produce life in us. He will produce peace in us. He will give us insight into his word. That's his promise to us. He will honor us by filling us with the Holy Spirit and placing his word in our heart available to us to speak forth into our mind, to be used whenever needed, to be used in every circumstance. Life in the spirit can be very exciting. And for me, it's very exciting. It's exciting because it's fulfilling. There's, there's that empty place inside of every one of us that is filled by the Spirit of God. And if it's not filled by the Spirit of God, then there's not excitement. If, there's not, if it's not filled with the Spirit of God, there's not a fulfilling. We're fulfilled inside because we're filled with the Spirit of God. There's nothing like relationship with Jesus Christ. There's nothing like being in his presence, knowing him, knowing that he's got your back. 
that he wants the best for you, that he wants life for you, he wants abundant life for you, and when you're going through difficult, horrible, awful times, he's right there with you. He doesn't promise us that everything in this life is going to be easy, 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 but he promises us that he has a way out of every circumstance we might find ourselves in. And if that word is in you, it'll bubble up. It'll bubble up from within you to relieve you of stress and anxiety and fill you with the hope that you need. There's no need to be concerned about what I'm going to eat today, what I'm going to wear, what I'm going to do. Because if you're walking with the Spirit of God, He's going to show you and guide you every step of the way. And He says, there shall be no worrying. We're not to worry. We can count on Him. Praise God. His word doesn't change with the times. You know, they're trying to say, oh, that's an old-fashioned word. No, praise God his word doesn't change with the times. His word is a sure foundation, a solid rock to stand upon, to plant your feet upon. Praise God that he doesn't change. That we can count that if it's in that word of God, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What he wants for us then, he wants for us now. What he wants for us now, he's going to accomplish for us in our future. Praise God. We can count on him. He gives us a sure and stable footing in a world where many people cannot claim that in their lives. We should desire his word above all riches, above all power, above anything this world has to offer us. Share the word then with anyone who will listen. The gospel you have received, the gospel message, the gospel is the greatest rhema the world will ever hear. The greatest rhema the world will ever hear. It's the greatest treasure, the greatest love that we can give to anyone. So I'm going to ask you to pray with me. We're going to end this now. We're going to pray. So if you want to sit, you want to stand, whatever you want to do, because you've been sitting a while. We need to lift our voices up to God, and let's ask him to bless us with his rhema words, not to bless us just for ourselves, but so that we can give it away, so that we can share his words from the abundant storehouse of his blessings. And so, Lord, I just want to I want to pray for this, the people here. Oh, Lord, give us, Lord, words that conquer, words that glorify God, words that speak life, words that bring healing, words that send demons running. Receive from him words from the Holy Spirit of the living God, words from the Holy Scripture. Lord God, you're, you, everything we need, you said everything we need for life is right there in your word. And so, Lord, I pray right now that you would open up your word. Your word is alive. It's living. Open up your word, Lord, right now. Open the scriptures up into the hearts, to the spirits, the minds of everyone here. Start stirring from within them and let them receive a rhema word from you right now, Lord, right now. <laughs>